Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. It is the Red Men Podcast uh, on a Tuesday morning before Liverpool play Arsenal, but after <laughs> Crystal Palace got a big old draw at Sellers Park. And now, normally, we wouldn't talk too much about Crystal Palace and their results, but of course, it did just so happen to be against Manchester City. Oof. Oof. Um, yes, blowing the title race wide open. Wide open. Wide open. Uh, I'm Paul Machen, Steve Hall, Chris Pajak join me in the studio. Steve, unfortunately not getting the green top memo this morning, um, but does look resplendent in his most seller best in the world t-shirts, yeah, just we, for the podcast listeners. Yeah, I wish it wore green, no, I don't like being different. <laughs> I, I'm not cool enough to be different, I just want to slide and fit in nicely, but yeah. yeah. Uh, right, we're going to do a kick-off question in a bit, we're going to be talking about last night's um, match between Palace and City, we're going to have a chat about the Salah contract situation, we're going to be looking ahead to Arsenal, uh, and then we're going to be lifting the lid on what went down on Stee Stag do no, at the not. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. No, no of course, we were. It wasn't on the agenda, but I knew we were talking about uh, it. Not any other business. Exactly. Will Liverpool work for your life. It just, was. Te- it was like almost all of those things all in one. Just don't name names, and we'll be fine. Okay, so. <laughs> uh, so stay tuned for all of that good stuff. By the way, I can't. You, you will have to fill in a lot of blanks for me. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. And we're, we're okay doing that. It's why I've not told you anything. Amazing. Since you started. Saving it for this. Fantastic. Also, um, we're going to trial bring Have you got back those photos lined up, Si? The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not allowed to put them on YouTube. Um, not because you'll get in trouble, because the channel will get shut down. Um, yeah, the, um, yeah, we're also going to do a, a podcast extra show over on Plus as well. We've got some great kickoff questions in via Twitter um, and the Club Legends as well. So we'll do an extra, an extra bonus show over on Redman Plus this afternoon as well for you guys if you want to watch or listen to that. Right, Abe, who is one of our Club Legend subscribers to Redmen Plus, sent in this week's uh, official kickoff question. He said, if you had to pick one, would you rather be able to go back in time and experience one Liverpool game again in person, exactly how it happened, or look into the future and know what game will be our next crazy headline-writing history-making game uh, so you can walk in knowing it's going to happen when the time comes. So, And I imagine for this as well, it could just be a game that you never went to. So, like, you know, you can just go and time travel, walk in, get a ticket, get in there. Um, Oh, yeah, know what's going to happen, Chris. Uh, I'm going back in time rather than... forwards in time for a couple of reasons A I didn't go to Istanbul and uh-huh. I really want to experience that that should be enough of a reason I think for everybody but actually uh, you get to experience something new for the first time and, and, and with people 
I think would be much better than doing it on your own, if you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. going through that experience together is absolutely cool. And so I'd, I don't want to do that. And I don't, and also, like, imagine if I found out it was 50 years from now, I'd be gutted for 50 years. Yes. Knowing that it's, it, it, it happens it, after you're dead. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? It's just terrible, isn't it? it? It's like, this you it. save yourself a lot of money, mediocrity from, from now until forever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't like the thought of it po- it being possible. You would not, The average person, the average Liverpool fan, would save themselves a lot of dough and just do so, find something else to occupy themselves. We would have to say it's oh, it's Are we, we going to win the league this year? I wonder if, and you're like, no, you just know we've come forth. Like, <laughs> it's like when we, uh, we've done watch-alongs on, on streams and the scores come and you get a goal there come in you go oh what a good goal what a wonderful and yeah and that's the problem with the goal yeah that's the problem with the going forward one in general isn't it is that I it'd be nice to know and we always talk about this like I'd, I'd like to know I'd like to be privy to what Liverpool's transfers are going to be at the start of the summer so I can just chill about it but to know when your next big moment's coming I think I would go that one and gamble a lot of money on it all right so. yeah yeah Soften the blow. Just in whatever. Well, hopefully it's a good thing as well. But like, it's a bit back to the future when he gets the almanac and goes goes with it and becomes yeah. a billionaire. I mean, I, I'd probably do that. You'd be the Biff Tannen. Of... I would be. I would be big old Biff. Yeah. yeah. You could do that with the pastel thing, couldn't you? Go, just go... Although, would the butterfly affect it? And would you? Could you potentially undo the fabric of reality by See, going back and ta- on Istanbul? I don't understand time travel enough to be able to say conclusively one way or another. <laughs> yeah, it's, I know there are rules. I know that I don't know all the rules, yeah. and therefore don't. I'm, trust ba- I'm back. To the, I'm basically, I'm largely back to fe- back to the future slash Endgame in this. I mean, maybe you're creating a branch timeline. Who knows? Yeah, um, what about multiverse in it? Well, that's also what would happen if you went back and changed time. You'd create a is new... That, is that yeah. real? Have I made that? Did I write? Was it, was it close? It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a theory. Was it close? I mean, no one knows if it's real or not. Okay, yeah. so... Um, yeah, I, um, yeah, probably that. But I would. there are games that I never went to that I would like to go back and visit for sure. But yeah, I, Is there any other obvious answer beside Istanbul? I'd love to go and experience Barcelona again, but what I would do this time is I'd go and be in the cop. Because I was in the main stand, yeah. So I got to see the back of the players as they saluted the cop. And if there's one thing missing from that experience, it's seeing their faces as they're saluting the cop. It's an interesting point that, that I, you, I'd, we'd love to go and do Istanbul. And that is the, probably the correct answer, given that we didn't go that game. But to go and relive Barcelona, just in general, go and go and step back into my own shoes and re-watch that and experience that all again. It makes you wonder, is it a bit like when you watch your favourite comedy movie again, though, or your favourite drama, and it's great, but could you ever... No, it needs to you can still get enjoyment out of it, because think about going the cop and watching a first half where you score four goals and then watching Match of the Day and be like, oh, we were really good. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. any of that happened. Yeah, yeah, I celebrated yeah. like I did, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I think I, yeah, I, I'd want to go to something I hadn't been to for that reason. But then again, I didn't go to the Dortmund game because I had, a, I had a, I think I had a broken leg or something at the time and I couldn't go. So maybe that one, I think. But yeah, it's, it's Istanbul, obviously, where everyone would try and relive. Or, or even, I didn't go to Madrid. So I could even go to Madrid. Um, but I'm going for, yeah, listen, I'm a, I'm a gambling man. I'll go forward and just have a short thing because, as we're going to find out later, we're not the best at predicting the future. So we <laughs> need all the help we can get. I would consider... Saying that, if you go back to Istanbul, you could have a tasty old better half time. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah. I would consider... You're not getting better odds than that anywhere in any in any time. Liverpool are going to win this on pens, yeah. yeah. I would consider actually Madrid mainly but just to do it better. You know, like you've had, you've got your chance again. Like fuck your dad off. I thought you were trying to no, say. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was rude. I would be... I'd, 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 I'd rob ben, T- ben Kelly's ticket yeah. so that I was a bit closer to the pitch and I would absolutely be bunking in the, uh, the full post-match party and not flying back at whatever piss o'clock in the morning time that we did um, this time last time so yeah interesting uh, let us know yours what would you go back and watch live or would you want to know and I suppose this season's a good example of this is that we've been, we've done like two or three weeks of like oh my god it's just just this is just really hard and really stressful it'd be nice to have a you know a, some favours done for us and whatever and get a clearer idea of how the season's going to go and now I feel a million you know a million dollars because City actually proved they can they don't have to win every game of football, which is great. Uh, so yeah, maybe this is one I could live with knowing. Maybe, but the thing is, you could actually but it you, could be that you could, could be like the and, FA... and there's nothing crazy. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, but whatever. it could be that the FA Cup final's the craziest one, and then you still got a league title decider and a Champions League final to follow. But it's just your next one, so they could be two more crazy. Then you get a taste for it. You got to go back. Ah, no, probably back to the start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right, sad. Yeah, we're going to be doing a, a bit more on the Palace City and all the fallout from that and how wonderfully delicious it all was in a moment. But we have got a sponsor this week. It is Who Knows Wins. It's been an ongoing competition amongst Team Redmen uh, for the two previous weeks. Um, it's a fantastic game. You download the app. The link is in the description underneath where you get to pick whether who you think will win or draw in 10 fixtures on the weekend. Uh, the results are in, and Steho is top of the pile. Um, How many has he got there? S- he's, got, <laughs> he's got yellow blob on white background. Six, six, that's the second six. Like, I've won, the, I've won between us twice, but I've actually not... Seven was the money this week, probably. I missed out just about again. Um, which is a bit gutting, yeah, but I mean, so you, you, you and Charlie were useless. Means me and Charlie were, yeah. And the way the funny thing is, is that we were uh, I checked this, I checked what I thought would be results. So I was like, oh, I did pretty well mid table again. No, I was looking at last week's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, me. No one got 10 in the so, picture, yeah, no. Team Machin on three. We'll have to wear the hat of shame when it finally turns up uh, alongside Sai. It's going to be a long, a long list of. I bounced back though this week, didn't he? Yeah, you did. Yeah, back ability from Sai Fletcher. Elite mentality there from Sai. He yeah. did. He's done well. Yeah, the hat hasn't arrived yet. Reese, get the hat in. We need, they, they've all got to wear it. By the time it does turn up, it'll, like I'll lose, and it'll be the. I'll be the. That'll be <laughs> yeah, 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 for the whole exactly show. Just happen. Perfectly. Take your time. Yeah. No one actually, in terms of the actual, it was the pick ten league. No one got ten. So three people got nine and won like two thousand one hundred and seventy-five quid each. Um, and then yeah, eight got a tenner and yeah, six didn't get nothing, so I didn't win any though. But sevens did. But yeah, like I say, you didn't even. No one last week. Quite a few got all ten this week. No one did. It was a hard little, uh, a hard little week there. You know, done everyone in. Loads of people. It was Luton QPR, ironically. Yeah. And and QPR won away at Luton, and I think we all had Luton. I think a, a, the percentages showed a lot of people did as well. Uh, Coventry was my big win of the, of, it was, of the yeah. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You you, you, had, you, pick, you picked few. Everton. Yeah, well, they were at home. You were shit. I know. <laughs> but, but, like, I genuinely thought, like, because I, I, up until this weekend, I was like, Everton will be sad, yeah. They'll just win the home games. And now it's like, oh, dear. And then Chris said, Bernie had turned the corner. Yeah. They turned the corner right into even Tony. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They bounced off here. I have. I was chatting to Archie last night about Everton and stuff, because we, we can... We can 
afford to wallow in this a little bit, I think. Um, Brentford have got six points in the last two games. Burnley have got nine points since the start of February. Leeds have had ten points since the start of 2022. Norwich have had seven points since January the 15th. Watford have had seven points in the past month. Everton have got nine points since September. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why you picked them. No, I can see why you thought they were going to get a result there, Paul. Everton, I went draw thinking Everton will do well. Everton have literally got, I was listening to the Athletic podcast before, they've got nine points from the equivalent of a half a season. Yeah. Didn't 19 of their 22 points with Benitez? Something like that, yeah. Pretty, yeah. Yeah, because Frank's only one. Not one anyway. Uh, right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I can see why you chose them, and I can see why you chose Burnley with those stats. You're fucking brilliant. We've got the games for this. this you know what? Week. I'm, I'm going to show everyone how to do as well on the app how you p- actually go about picking the teams. Also, you bring it up there. So we had the first game, a big one. It's Bristol City against West Brom, and the no, people. These are these are size picks, aren't they? So go on. I'm going to actually make them for them, but I'll show you how to do it. Draw, that's, draw, that's a draw. tough. Well, look at that. That's a tough game. I think Bristol City at home would win. So you just click the W. And excellent go. podcast content, though, by the way, Steve. So be, can you be, yeah. des- be des- exactly descriptive of what you're doing? There's a thing on the screen, and Steve's clicking the button, and it says W under. That's literally it. So you get the, the, the names of the two teams, W under each winner, or a D in the middle is draw. So I've just clicked on the W for Bristol City. And then it's Celtic Ross County. I'm pretty sure Sai is going to pick Celtic for them. Paul, listen carefully, eh, mate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll watch this back after. Yeah, Huddersfield versus Bournemouth. I'm going to go for Huddersfield. Middlesbrough versus Chelsea. You've got to pick Chelsea in the cup there, haven't you? Dundee versus Rangers. You've got to go Rangers. I don't know. Middlesbrough have just knocked out two premises. They have, they? but yeah, they have. Crystal Palace versus Everton. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to pick not Everton. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Yeah. Solid. I mean, that's my advice for the whole game. 89% of the users are doing the same as well. Leicester Brentford is in the major picks already, then, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Paul, yeah Paul, Paul's that four percent. He picked Everton. That's him. <laughs> him and Charlie. Good. Sorry, the away. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah, fine. I think Leicester draw. will be Brentford. No, I, I think Leicester Brentford will be a draw. Actually, Southampton City. I think it's going to be a draw with extra City winning in extra time. Southampton City's bogey team. Yeah. And Crystal Palace, Spurs, West Ham. Ooh, Spurs. Yeah. Draw. draw. And then Forest does, I had to go for us. That's how you do it. And that, obviously, what, add your funds, cleared and jobs are good. And, now, yeah. they're not my picks, their size, so, we, so I could change that. But yeah, that's how you work. For Just it. for anyone interested as well, yeah, the link's in the description. And as to Steve's point, you could do an acha on these kind of things, but obviously, you need it all to come in in this regard. You actually don't need to get all 10 to win, as mentioned there. You know, seven wins or seven correct picks would have got you some money this week. So yeah, uh, get involved. It is good fun. And you can uh, always send your bragging rights over the, to us as the, well. It's the pick 10 league on Saturday, uh, starting on Saturday. That's the one that we're, we're, we're all competing in. Who's definitely going to be the first out of us? Lots of win money. I mean, the odds, odds are at the minute it should be me. Yeah. But then, yeah, you. Because this is where I'm going wrong. I'm going on like gut and feeling and instinct and stuff, which makes a great story when it eventually happens by pure fluke. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Charlie. Yeah. It'd be amazing if Charlie won. Yeah. She just does not does not care about the pussy at all. That's probably a better way to live. But it, yeah, yeah, but the thing about it is, by the way, it's got like, as, as mentioned, it's got the percentages of how many users are going. It's got the form guide under each team as well. So even if you're not totally au fait with what's happening in the championship or like FA, FA Cup form or whatever, it gives you a good, a good, a good sort of basis to put a, put a marker down right down. Um, yes. Trick Josh into super chatting while we've been doing all that. I said, great that Man City have dropped points, but I'm just focusing on one game at a time. Klopp's reach of thought process exceeds the dressing room. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and I, I, I am not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the play, the players and the fan, the players and the manager should do that. We're allowed as supporters 
to get excited. It doesn't affect anything if we are. I hate that. I, 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 I'm all in. So every game. Yeah, the, got to be the game last night. Then did you watch it? I watched the second half. I watched the half. I did what I said I would do. Tune in late. Completely avoided it. And then, but but it, the problem was, I was like, it, you know, when you're like, you're trying to, it's like, I, like in Friends, like, I'm breezy, I'm breezy. And every five minutes, I was checking the score on, yeah. on my phone. And it was like, like that my heart would skip a beat every single time my app would reopen. I'd be like, oh, still nil nil. The problem was, like, like you, I know you had a notification set up on, on your app and stuff for goals, which is a concern when nothing's happening. But I was expecting the WhatsApp to go off even at nil nil, and the WhatsApps weren't going off at nil nil. So I was like, is, this, is no news good news? It's probably really bad news. I thought They're that. probably three yeah. nil up, yeah. and that's it. No one's talking about it. So I'm like that. I was like, Put the kids to bed, read them stories and stuff, and I was like, went downstairs, like, that's a cat. Right, let's just watch Peaky Blinders, take my mind off it. Stopped a couple of times, logged into Sky, go on my mobile, watch, all right, okay, sound. Then second half, I was like, yeah, babe, see you later. <laughs> this is the, the, I mean, the big telly's mine now. I'm watching the second half of this, and I basically just sat there sweating for 55 minutes. It was horrible. I, uh, yeah. I, I regret it. I did the same, so I, I put an alert on my phone, 8 o'clock bedtime for the kids, it's a bad time for the kickoff. When it's Liverpool, I can work around it. I can't really get away with it when it's Man City versus Crystal Palace. Doesn't, that doesn't fly, especially when there's a late game this week. So I right, my turn, bedtime. So I put the goal alert on my phone and nothing happened. So it's, obviously you're getting a sense. Oh, it must be nil-nil. Check it, half-time, nil-nil, I thought. I went downstairs and I thought, I really don't want to do it. And but then I got drawn into watching it, and I had to I had to put it on then, and I spent forty five minutes just hiding like this, like hands on my face for eight. it was so intense. And just City had all of the ball, and they had the one where Bernardo Silva misses from a yard, and they have. Uh, I was convinced Laporte had scored the header yeah. when it hit that. Well, as soon as you see that cross coming, in, you just think it's go, it's a goal. But then at the other end, the one where Foden knocks it in the goalkeeper pushes it over yeah. the bar and you're like oh my days how's he managed to save that but then, but then the flip side is I thought right at the end Connor's Connor got the score two or three as well Connor Gallagher has that chance that's a hard one but right at the very end when he goes to pull it back I thought I was going to be I thought he was yeah, going to win it, it or? Yeah, but yeah just, in, in the end it was like it was, it looked and because I because again I, I I put the last episode of the the, the current series of uh, Mrs Mays along which was sensational but and I love that show but it was it was just about keeping me off my phone permanently but I was getting it then via Twitter and seeing people it was like seeing people literally sweat via in text form and it got I got the impression the experience is very much like watching either good Johnson's miss in the in the mm. semi-final when it goes across the face of the goal and past those but drawn out over 45 to, yeah. to 90 minutes. And also put yourself in Carragher's shoes during yes. that miss. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the worst place you can possibly be. And, and having no control over anything. And because, look, City are brilliant. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, And you just think to yourself, because we were talking in the office, weren't we? I was like, at least City, generally speaking, have the wherewithal to put you out your misery after three minutes. I didn't want to have to sit there for 95 and watch them score at the end. Didn't want to see a company goal against Leicester or anything like that. Not That's the worst way so to be for them to be able to drag it out through the five minutes of extra time see Guardiola shouting at the goalkeeper who had the nerve to save shots against Manchester City of yeah. all teams yeah. and then to st- was, yeah. stick around for Bernardo Silva chatting wham about Liverpool again like it's just you're in the red we're in their head. They know about it. We get to play twice now before they play. Yep. All right, we've got a tough game tomorrow, but we could be in the lead of this league by the next time Manchester City play. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought 
See, I was I disagree because it was worse than because at least the Good Johnson things are shots. City weren't actually having that many shots. Yeah. That was the thing. It was always it was like you know someone's gonna jump out and scare you, you just don't know when it's gonna come. Because one of those De Bruyne pass, he was he's amazing. Yeah. And a couple of times those passes that he put them onto fold and is out of this world. Yeah. And a couple of you just think at some point they're just too good, they're just too good. But it never it was only the Bernardo Silva one really where the that was the one he said, oh, it's a goal. And I said, the Laporte one. Over the night, it felt like getting, getting your teeth pulled. But that, You'd rather it just be pulled out. a chance, though, as well, the flash by the the post. Yeah. I mean, that, that, yeah, the post, I thought yeah, that was yeah. in. It was, it, was, it was a hard watch. But what I did notice, and even during the game, is that they lost their heads a few times. They were getting involved in fights. Grealish had lost his own. Him and Clanny had a little Clyde, thing. Yeah, and then Clanny's like, what are you talking about, lads? Rodri having sure. a go. At the, uh, is it Kana- is it Kuyate goes down. He gets kicked by De Bruyne and, and Rodri's kicking off. And if, it just felt like, for the first time, they looked like a team under pressure. Like there was actual pressure on them and they didn't actually cope with it very well. There's something to that, like the Nathaniel Klein thing at the end. Because I, 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 inevitably, I saw that it was nil-nil. It was past the time the game should have been finished and I put it on the app on my phone and it was 90 minutes. Oh God, well, you extended that by two minutes for yourself. Genuinely, Why would you do that <laughs> Go and watch it on the telly, mate. Genuinely, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't because... Well, you know why I can't. Uh, not to do with the... Uh, the the my skybox definitely isn't in this room. Um, I thought we'll say that for that. Um, the, um, the, I... Um, yeah, so I turned it on. It was like it was just gone into ninety minutes. I was like, five minutes injury time. What have I done? What have I done? And I was like, hopefully this is done. Hopefully this is finished. That I'm just watching the because I'm watching watching the past, but hopefully I'm watching history. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there was a couple of those like moments like Jesus Christ. But the Nathaniel Klein bit of just like I just got that moment where he's yeah he's kicking off a Grealish and just like I bet he's going. Oh my God, the Liverpool fans are gonna fucking love this. And I wonder whether that just gave him a little bit of a little extra half inch in just to. Bring Broadening himself up a little bit, being like, I'm gonna make myself I, 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 and I had real vibes of a bit of 13, 14 was a bit like this, like Barini. Barini's going up yeah. Barini's going against Chelsea. And and, like but that. like how there's there's real Mandalorian vibes to Liverpool where the Mandalorian, but I'm not gonna spoil the whole thing, but effectively it's a series of him making a bunch of mates who then come back and help him at the end of the, at the end of the series. And I was looking at it going, there's Nathan, there's Nathaniel Klein, and obviously we've been talking about the Gerard Coutinho thing at the end, and then you start to look at like who who else Liverpool linked could start to have a little say in this story along the way yeah I just thought it was thought it was but wonderful. yeah you, obviously you got Bernardo Silva's comments which are brilliant talking about that and that, that's great because no one mentioned Liverpool too that was the thing. odd thing yeah, yeah yeah and that's what that's when you know you're in someone's head aren't you and he's he's I don't like him anyway I think he's a brilliant footballer mm-hmm. but after what happened last time around and all that on the plane and all stuff I just I, I just he's a pro he's a knobhead he's not for me like but then you've seen Guardiola starting to come out with his comments as well about the grass and, and it's like oh oh the grass wasn't quite right oh 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 woe is fucking you and your one billion pound team that you've been able to put together mate got to play on some long grass like like pretty much every team that was the that was the moment for me where it's I feel like it's it's starting to turn and not just like points wise and momentum and all that kind of stuff but the Guardiola grass stuff because it's not it's a, it's a not and throw it go Klopp's talked about wind, dry pitches wind. and wind and fucking all kinds but you know when the media gloms onto something and fan, other other fans start to glom onto something, there's a there's a there's a future where Pep cracks and he it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. So like Rafa and his the Rafa rant when we were in the title run with Man United, and 
look, it was Rafa laying down some cold hard facts with a little bit of conspiracy theory, but just enough conspiracy theory to make him look like a nutcase, which was what everyone else wanted to hear. You need to have this story, and Pep is so good for that because he is the kind of guy who looks like a lunatic when things aren't going his way, and he's rubbing his face, and he's the guy that gets sent off from the touchline. And I just, just those little threads are being sewn here. That's all you need. That's all you need to see. It's the Bernardo one for me when he's, he just mentions us. He just says, I'd rather be us than Liverpool still. It's like, twice. And he, he's not even asked about it. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, twice. He's not even asked about it. And they've got to come to our gaff. I was like, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. We do have to go. And technically, you would rather be where they are. But it's, than, it's but, your, to your point, though, it's telling that that's clearly... On their mind. They, they, they're not thinking about it one game at a time. Yeah. They're thinking about Liverpool coming to their ground because, and, what that, and what that means for them in their title challenge. Which is fair, because all along, it's like, just beat Liverpool and, that's, and we'll probably be home and dry. But... In doing that, have they? Has that meant they've taken their eyes off the the ball a little bit? Well, what I found really strange is that he never made a sub. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> that, and that's not really been talked about because I've seen Guardiola make mistakes when it and every coach makes mistakes. Look, Guardiola pepped himself in the Champions League final last season, and he's been prone to these mistakes in high pressure games and yeah, situations. And not not being able to pull the trigger sometimes on a substitution last night is actually indecisions worse sometimes. And and he I think is now second guessing himself about how he makes those changes because they were on top, they were creating chances, but also all the chances that you've had were missed because your fellas are not ruthless enough yeah. last night. So check, make a change. You've got you've got an entire squad. That it seemed a bit strange to me. It was it was the fold and number nine right till the end. That was the one that I was thinking. Jesus is a striker. Like he is, he is he's more like he doesn't play there for them though. Does and, he? But again, even if you just put Sterling, just something because Foden, he's, they're all brilliant. Mares is brilliant. It's some of his touches last night. Like say what you will ridiculous. about the squads, and everyone goes on now. Now we've got Diaz. Then Liverpool have now got a squad to compete with City, as though well, the one player's made the massive difference. We'd be chucking Divacarigi on in that situation, yeah, and he'd probably score, yeah, yeah. because that's the kind of that's the You look at his bench. Sterling's on the bench, Gundogan's on the bench, Jesus is on the bench. I mean, and Fernandinho, not that you're going to bring on a DM in that situation, but to the point, he's actually got... There's no top trust goal. there, and what does that say to those three lads? Top goal scorer from last season, Gundogan. Yeah. I was um, amazed. At Raheem Sterling consistently, then their top, their top goal scorer, thereabouts. Yeah, I was amazed. I thought he didn't gamble, so the obvious one there is if you're on top of the game so much, you take Rodri off and put Gundogan on. And, but I think he was genuinely scared of getting it on the break a little yeah. bit as well, so he couldn't quite do that. Yeah, Sterling or or Jesus, obviously you just do it. Even if you just freshen it up, just a bit fresh legs. Yeah. Just you might you might not be, like City were dominating and they were they had a lot of the ball and things. But Guy Neville, I watched on Sky. I was in Guy Neville made a great point. Like City have got great players, world class players, but we've got better goal scorers. Yeah, we just have. We've got you know we've got lads who are more like to just kick it in. Salah from nowhere, Jota from nowhere, Sadio top three of the top scorers in the league. Then Diaz has just come in. Hopefully he can get on that. He, Divock will just bang you one in out of nothing from somewhere. They haven't really got that. There's a big Harry Kane-shaped hole in their squad, or in their team. Or a, yeah, they, they, haven't, they haven't quite filled yet. And they're probably going to fill it this summer with Ellen Haaland. Yeah. But right now it's there. And I don't think I don't think Palace... I don't think there's a game plan. 
per se, because listen, Patrick Vera said the same thing, you've got a bit of luck. You need a bit of luck, you know, do you need to miss a chance or two? You need goalie needs to make a save. Mm-hmm. But what Palace were willing to do was step out at them. Yeah. So Conor Gallagher was, was willing to press Laporte when he got mm-hmm. the ball. Not just and Palace were happy to try and, and it play wasn't out. like a half arse press, it was a full press. Yeah, and it worked. Listen, you got nearly scores at the end of it. And like they were willing not just kick the ball back to them. Because what City just want you to volley it back to Edison, he'll chest it down, give us a report and we'll go again. Mm-hmm. Palace were brave enough to take a touch. Zaha was trying to run it out. He got fouled a couple of times. Kanata, yeah, Koyate rather, similar again. That's what. That's the game plan. You need. You can't. You're not gonna. You need luck, and you will. Your goalie's gonna have to play a blinder, and someone might have to have an off day. But you need. You can't just pile it on yourself constantly, constantly. You need to be brave. And yeah. Palace, both times they played them, have been very, very you know, brave. You know what? I think City's one of City's best traits is, and and it's mad that it comes out of a game like that. But I've seen it time and time again. It is the willingness by City midfielders to foul them as soon as they get the ball back mm-hmm. and stop transitions from happening before they start. Because we get to Fabinho, generally speaking, and maybe into our half before we start to make those fouls. But City do it on the edge of the area. They'll just grab him. And it's like, end of. Yeah, Roger. it's not bad it. enough that you can give a yellow card for. Roger probably could have had three yellow cards from different people last yeah. night. I mean, certainly Liverpool fans. But they do it in areas of the pitch where it doesn't matter. And they just go, end of. Yeah. That's the attack done. We'll get ourselves set and we're going to get the ball and go back against but, you. And I think Palace knew that because Palace were happy to get fouled because yes. he didn't want to just kick it up the pitch. So Coyote would just go down and he'll get a foul. More often than not, um, it was Atkinson would give him something. Zaha the same. They were brave. You've got to be brave to play Manchester. You've got to be brave to play Liverpool. You you are going to be under the cosh. Your goalie's going to have to play well. You're going to hope that Salah misses one or you know Bernardo Silva misses from a yard. You're going to have to hope that as well. But you need to be brave. Southampton have done it to them twice. Tottenham have done it to them twice. Crystal Palace have done it to them twice. Though, so when you say there's not a blueprint about of success, I might be wrong. There might be because three teams have figured it out two times. So you know they're learning from the first one, and doing it again the second time, and put it into practice again. So there is some. I think that's the only thing, and that's what going forward now is that. I hope other teams go, you know what? Yeah, we might. We don't have to just sit back and defend because we will let one in. We, we, we're going to be under the cost. We're going to have to defend well. I think you've but got, can, we, can we be a bit brave and get out at them at times? You've and, got to have a bit. You've, yeah, you've got to have a good plan. You've got to have a, an organised defence and you've got to have energy and you've got to be willing to get in the face. There's a lot of things that you, the certain teams that can't do that against Man City. Do yeah. Don't have the pace as well. Like, I mean, you've got to have pace on the break and you've got to have lads who can, who can do that. that yeah. Palace have got that in it absolutely tons and tons of that. And like Tottenham had it with Kane was playing the role of the lynch man. He's holding up, he's turning it round, and all of a sudden you've got some. some Bombing on beyond, and um, there's what's the what's the new guy called? The um, I can't remember the new winger anyway. They bought from from Juventus. They've they've got they've got those kind of things they can do. For me, going back a point, Pep Guardiola is such a good manager that you're right. I think in those situations he's. He's, it makes him indecisive because he can think of too many. He's, he's overthinking it, and that's been the one thing about Pep is he does overthink those situations. Devon, yeah, we just throw Devon. Exactly. Liverpool have got processes, and you try that process, and if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But that's you tried and true. I think Guardiola is a bit too much. I'll, I'll, I'll work this out on the fly because I'm the genius, and, and I think you're right. I think he's gone. I could make this change. Ah, ah, but I could easily if I do this change, it'll mean them doing this, and if I do this, they'll do this, and I'll do this, they'll do this, and then the game's over. And he's like, oh, oh, shit, sorry. Yeah, what? It's over. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I will play devil's advocate to that because I do think it's different when you're the manager in the lead. You've got more to lose in that situation. You make an attacking change and you concede. That's on you. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Whereas it was probably likely to finish in a draw if Man City didn't score. And and a draw is better than a loss in that situation. And I think some of Jürgen's most conservative 
substitution problems have been when we were in the lead and a point's a good result so it does just change your mindset yes. slightly yeah. that it, but he's done it in big games I said it myself earlier on the only thing he's done though with that is that it's it's it ignores the momentum and the narrative and all the things around football that the imperceptibles and the things that you can't really qualify that you know we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna we bring it up it's something you brought to my attention before Chris you know going back to January so to take it to its worst point Liverpool go into the Brentford game on the 16th of January and we are 14 points behind Manchester City. Now, there's two games in hand, and, and Brentford becomes the first of those, and we win that game quite comfortably. But it's interesting, like that's the game where Klopp comes and properly gives it the bifters in front of the crowd for a game that was quite a flat atmosphere. It was quite a solid, you know, average win. But that's where we, that's where we were. And that's the thing, I, I think Guardiola might be underestimating, that there was more value in... In the getting gambling on a, on a win there, and how much that just cuts the legs off this like the, the swell this, of momentum. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Think back to that Man United game where we drew with them, and did they have a man sent off, or was it an injury caused them to make the substitutions or something a few years ago? Yeah, where Klopp probably should have rolled the dice. Think back to the Everton game the same season where Klopp should have rolled the dice, but he didn't. It is difficult to make those situations when you are in the lead and yeah. you do become conservative, and it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And it, no, I don't think any manager's good at that situation. I, I think it's really, really tough because. You, he makes the wrong decision. He, you he make that takes decision Rodri in October. Yeah, you don't yeah, make yeah, it exactly. in March. It's just so oh, much the flip more side, difficult. I agree, but I, I still even if you don't, even if you leave Rodri on, I think you just freshen. You just change one of the wingers. You just give Mitchell or Klein something new to think about because they've had eighty minutes of of Mares and they've had eighty minutes of Grealish and they're kind of all right with it. You just throw Raheem but, Sterling on. What I'm trying to say, and I agree with you by the way, is you're in Klopp's shoes and you're fourteen points behind. You can't go any other way than throw Divock on. There is, and there's, you know, you can't be drawing a game. You don't, you don't draw a game and throw your goalkeeper up yeah. if you've not got something on the line yeah. like yeah, last yeah, season, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where it comes from. And then all of a sudden, Klopp's in this. This is how I do it. This is how I catch them. He's got no choice. Yeah. As the choice might come if we get ahead of them. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. What you, everything you're saying there makes perfect sense. If you then let's let's read between the lines of everything we've seen post match. And what, and what we're saying there is right. Bernardo Silva's talking about Liverpool and they're talking about Liverpool at the Etihad. Clearly, Guardiola has decided that the title is going to be decided at the Etihad. So he just wants to get there knowing that a win gives them that 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 comfort buffer. And you're right, in, in, in getting the draw, he's meant that Liverpool can't go top before we even get there. Because effectively, I'm right in saying if they'd lost that and we'd beat Arsenal, we... We'd have better goals. We'd have better goals. The goal difference. It'd be nice. Exactly, goal. exactly. And so you're right, actually, in that, in that, it does. He's he's clearly put all his eggs in that basket, and that's where it, that does make sense. And maybe that's been the mission all along. His mission is to just make sure that that game it is as much in their control as possible well, without compromising everything. Because if he's if he's told the squad, that's that. But then it's. He, he, he throws, he throws, he rolls the dice, and then they lose to Palace, and then that loses all meaning, and everything that he's been telling on his squad goes completely out the, the pressure, window. The pressure now, it, 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 we get to put it on if we can beat Arsenal because we play before them we play Watford as well. As well yeah. So if we if we can go and beat Arsenal, beat Watford, what does he do in the situation? A even a draw, even if Arsenal could take us again. The goal difference thing comes into, but yeah, you're right. I, but then you're three points behind still in the. Grand scheme of things. They'll have their game around, we'll take them back. But it's it's more 
it's, I don't know. I think we're getting to a point now where we're almost at a point where a draw for could might be all right at the Etihad now. Because we, we had to go before we were just saying, let's get to the Etihad six points behind and we'll have to beat them. We're nearly at a point now where we might be able to draw that game and something else. Because like you are you backing them to win every single game again now? Because there's, there's But there's that, pro- that's what I mean. I think we're focusing too much on the Etihad game. If we win our next two games, we are ahead of them. Yeah. And that makes their next game incredibly Burnley difficult. Away. But that's the they go back to Burnley again. Yeah, so and then they've got yeah, you've got relatively tough fixtures. We've got tough ones as well. Yeah, we've got United as well, haven't we? Well, they're so. shit, but well, it, it's, it's more... I, I do think we're getting to a point now where that Etihad game, having to go to the Etihad and having to win and win well, is, is, is we never win there. We've won, So rare. It's so rare that we've done it. If we, if we're, we're almost at a point now where we can go and draw, and that's massive for us. Yeah. And then just see where, the, where, the, where we go with it. But I, I was... Yesterday was the first time I've heard them talk about us when, when they're not asked about it. So Pep said a few weeks ago, Liverpool are a pain in my ass. They're the best team I've ever managed against. And it's a respect thing because he was asked about us and Jürgen gave them the exact same respect. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that we're a pain in their ass. They're a pretty big pain in my ass too. Yeah. We're, we're driving each other forwards and it was brought up by Bernardo Silva just off the record. So that, it's getting talked about somewhere. Mm-hmm. It, it just is. Well, that's what you can always tell what a manager is saying and how what he's telling his squad by what his players say. Mm-hmm. Just John Henderson, one game at a time, one game at a time, one game at a time. Just the man, the mantras creep out. And we saw this in January where how many players talked about getting to the international break and, and rest and recharge the batteries. They were all talking about this. And footballers are not super bright all of them like I mean some of them are but like but but to the point is there's a there's a pack mentality and there's just and there are mantras at every different point of the season it's like when politicians get together and then you see a bunch of political interviews and they all use the same sort of phrases some of that it's more managed in that in that sense but it all feeds out of a central a central narrative a central pole that they're building everything around don't make the story about you Bernardo Silva failed that last night exactly Um, just looking ahead then we alluded to a few there fixtures but obviously Arsenal on Wednesday which we'll talk about uh, shortly Burnley next for them followed by us they've got Wolves away Watford at home Leeds away Newcastle home West Ham away Villa home uh, Bryce Brighton home there that's Wait there. Oh, sorry. They've got Brighton. They've got Brighton to be confirmed. Sorry, I was like, hang on a second. Why Brighton last game of the season? Because they've not slotted that into the fixtures yet. Okay, Sam. Um, yeah, the Villa, the Villa at home is the one that we're all hoping and dreaming. Sam Brown. Sorry, Sam. So Sam Walker's convinced Wolves away they're going to drop points. He's been telling me for Wolves, weeks. Wolves do well against them. He's been telling me for weeks that Wolves, Wolves away is where they drop a few as well. But they, yeah, there's, there's games there. I, Wolves is the one where I'd be looking at it going. And normally, I think yeah, but they've. They're in a weird, a weird sort of sticky patch at the moment, haven't they? Haven't had their big. We, they've played. The, this is why I think the Palace thing's amazing, and why I always had a sneaky positive feeling about it. But I've tried my best to downplay it because every other team that I've thought might give them a go, they've played them at the perfect time. Like they played Brentford when Brentford were just in that real dip where they had the initial high and everyone, no one really knew how to handle them. They, they got points against us, and then they come round to, to City and they're just. Empty, absolutely empty. Like Norwich didn't give them a, didn't normally give them a little bit of a thing, and there's been a few of those games. But yeah, again, look, every one of those teams are teams that you they should absolutely walk all over, and that weirdly gives me hope because you get into a point of the season there where our West Ham having one last punt at Europe, 
Um, Newcastle, you know, I don't know quite that's going. I'd rather them play. Right. I'd Leeds rather them play Newcastle though. now. Yeah. To be honest, while you know, while they while they're on some sort of, there's a chance Newcastle are just comfortably safe by that point. Leeds and Watford, mate. Watford have something to Any, fight for. Anyone that's got something to fight for down that end of the table, you never, you never know, do you? Yeah. I mean, the chances are they're going to beat them both five 0 but yeah, that's that's the thing. Is like the good news is we don't really need any more favours. Well, we? look, look I, I, I'm all right with them scoring four goals against Manchester United and conceding one. Like you know what I mean? Because the next game they drew in the league nil nil. You know, it, that's just the way that City are. They're either going to score five against you or they're not going to score against you. <laughs> there's there's kind of no in between with them at the moment, is there? So. And it, we go back and say, like, it, the fact that we can, if we win our games, we win the, win the title. We, we are in a different position than we were when we were chasing them last time. We needed someone to do us a favour. Once we got past the Etihad game with the John Stones clearance off, like, was it a millimetre or whatever? After that, we were just, we were, every week, Leicester might do them, or Palace might do them, and we don't need that now. Yeah. If Liverpool's, that, that's what, that's what, and if I'm them, that's what's worrying me, because there's no sign of Liverpool slowing down. They're desperate. For us to get to do, go to Arsenal, we're in good form and drop points, and we're going to what that game now. Flip reverse, I'd be desperate. I'd be in the same boat. I'd be praying for an Arsenal thing. But Chris is right. If you can go and then beat Arsenal, who are the informed team in the country, other than us, and put then it just shows you, like where the, you know where the big bollocks yeah, I tell, are. I tell you charge. what, right, as, just to tell you how much it's fucking playing on my mind. I was lying in bed last night worrying about the Champions League draw. Because, you know, well, that that's going to be around the City game, isn't it? And yep. just like, and so I, I was so happy, obviously, that they drew, but I was like... Permutations in your head. My God, what happens if it's three games back-to-back against them? Could be four. Like, like, could be no, four. honestly, I've, I've, I've been saying this. I've just got that... I've, I, that's another one of those weird feelings, like something in the air of which we get. We have a month of playing Man City for all for the whole lot. Watching forty five minutes was, last night was enough. I don't need a month of City games. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. It's on the cards, the FA Cup as well. There's, there's a lot. Of, yeah, there's loads yeah, there. Absolutely. Indeed. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
We've got a few super chats I'll get to uh, shortly, but yeah, we just want to quickly talk about the um, the Salah contract stuff. There's a little bit of an air break between the footy. Basically, we won't want to do too much on this because I had a hit as an unwelcome distraction and an unprecedentedly good season. And that's kind of what it's in danger of becoming. I don't want to go too heavy on this. We did, me and Chris did a Redman reaction the weekend. If you want more of our thoughts over, it's over on Redman Plus now. But um, stay. I'm glad that the city things happened because it means we get to focus more on the, the footy and the games and all that kind of stuff. But, but just the stuff that was rearing its head over the weekend. Mo just needs to get back to the business and continue. And he hasn't. I think he's he's handled himself pretty impeccably throughout all of this in terms of what he's done on the on the field he's continually smiling away he's enjoying his footy he's, he's still scoring goals but the people around him and all of this it's becoming a bit of a mess and I am concerned that there's going to end up a division in the fan base because you can start to see the sort of ruptures of people just it, there's the the Liverpool's bigger than any footballer is fine but that quickly becomes fuck you you knobhead um, if you don't, if you don't want to play for us, you can get to fuck, and that, that's a that's a very that a PR wise, him and his people need to be very careful about that. Yeah, I he's conducting himself well at, publicly. He's he's obviously involved in this behind the scenes. Like you got to remember, it's his agent, not his agent, it's his lawyer, isn't it? Right? Yeah. And he works for Mo Salah, so if he was doing something that Mo Salah didn't like. Mo Salah can stop it very very quickly mm-hmm. by phoning him and saying, "Stop fucking put laughing emojis on Twitter, you idiot." Yeah. So Mo's obviously okay with it. You know what I mean? Like he must be, or he's, he's, he must be aware or he's of it. Fucking kicked off, or, or he has, and then it might not happen again. That's what that's what you'd want. I hope, but like, I don't think it's a surprise that Jürgen's asked about it at the press conference, and then five hours later, Fabrizio Romano's got an exclusive saying what we were up to. Like we, we know that you can connect the dots where that's come from. Yeah. So like, and again, Salah would have, I Salah would have to sign that off. There's no way someone his, his agent goes to the press without him at least saying yeah, go on, it's fine. You know, I, I don't mind playing for another Premier League club. You know, I just want a bit more money. So he's in, involved in it too. If it's if it's me now, I think you have to just leave it. If you're Liverpool and say, listen, we, we'll have to deal with this in the summer now. There's too much going on. We've got four cups. We've got another three cups to win. And then you see where you're at very end of the season, and then you make your decision. Then I don't think it can, you can allow it to rumble on. Let the talks continue, but you can't take Mo Salah's eye off the ball. He's too important for us. And I'd like to think he's doing the same. I think Jürgen's Jürgen's press is almost that. Nothing's happened, but there's no agreements. We're cracking on. I think that's what it's going to have to be. I, listen, I, we all I'm wearing the fucking fellas t-shirt. I love him. I hope he stays right now. But there's bigger fish to fry because this could be Liverpool's greatest ever season yeah. and you can't have anything distracting from that. Let's win fucking everything and let's get the fella a new contract in the summer. But you, what you don't want is these stories coming out saying, Mo's leaving. Mo, like Four weeks to go, oh, by the way, Mo Salah's off in the summer and it comes out official and, that, and then the mood just plummets. Like That's what we need at all. So I think all parties now should just leave it. Listen, hopefully it gets done in the summer and if it doesn't, they're going to have to sell them and, and I, I really, really don't want that to happen. But... This, this this season's too big now to be wondering about it because Mo Salah could be a quadruple champion in like three what yeah. eight eight to ten weeks time. That's the big story here. This can't be the story. There's a there's a great tweet actually from Paul Tompkins. It was post match and someone inevitably because this is how social media reacts to things. It's like yeah that was great, but now the next thing like so you know like, I can't I'm not going to celebrate this because now I want something else. I want I want something else because someone tweeted. 
uh, now need to give Salah what he wants. And Paul Tompkins, who forever gets it spot on. I've, I've never read something Paul Tompkins has done and not thought he, he was literally, he perfectly managed to take what was in the, what was churning around in my brain and put it more succinctly. But he put, no, never just give a player what he wants, illogical, protect the wage structure, keep incentives and squad harmony and hunger. You think Liverpool got to this stage by just giving players what they wanted. Um, and I, ne- I never got where I am today by giving players what they wanted. But And he goes on and does a great thread on this, which I'd recommend checking out but that's that that thing is that that we're all we 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 like to get carried away with things and as fans we like yeah just obviously play the best player in the world exactly what he wants there is so much if it was simple Chris it would have been done and I don't think it's as cut and dry as as because everything needs to be boiled down to 240 characters or whatever it is at this at this point there's a lot more moving pieces than well because because he doesn't live on an island, he doesn't live unconnected to everything else that goes on around him. There's a there's an ecosystem at Liverpool Football Club that we would probably, as fans, happily set fire to for another five years of Mo Salah being the best player on the planet. But there is plenty of warning look, look, examples look, around. Mo Salah football. and his people have got to posture. They've got to they've got to make Liverpool aware that they want more money, and everybody does this in negotiations. I do this, and you do that. And you meet somewhere in the middle. This is, we're just in the midst of that at the moment. I'm convinced that Liverpool get Salah's contract sorted. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced they do, and I'm convinced that it's not as much as Mo wanted, and it's more than Liverpool wanted, yeah. which is exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. That it's going to be somewhere in the middle, and it's oh, oh no, we can't really oh, yeah, fuck it. Of course we can. It's Mo Salah. We're going to give you that money, and that's absolutely fine but you need to give us a bit of time to work out what that means for everything else that we're doing yeah. we need to we've we've had the accounts come out for last year fairly recently they'll be on the table in front of Salah's lawyers oh we still lost money last year blah 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 blah. they're using what they've got out in the media Salah's using what he's doing out in the media the from Rano stuff and everything else it's going to take time unfortunately there are going to be a split in the fan base because it always happens with this contract of this importance to a player who's as good as he is but I'm convinced that we do get it to us I'm baffled that people can have such a strong opinion either way at the moment because we don't know what he wants and we don't know what Liverpool are offering him so but we're, because there's people who put out random numbers exactly yeah. because, and, and, and like it's like transfer news you want you want you want information so when you see something that is presented as information it's, just, it's the world all over isn't it there's a lot of fake, fake news done around, done around people sounding officious and saying Salah wants X so when you hear Salah wants the same as Kevin De Bruyne is on fine. then all we all logically go yeah absolutely fine there's that thread of all the footballers in the Premier League got on more money 14 than 14 more players which, which actually all, all that went to tell me was really there's, a, there's a lot of clubs playing stupid wages and, and, and it, it actually made me feel more relaxed because Liverpool are doing the right thing and Salah should probably see a bit of come to see a bit of sense that I know there are footballers earning more money but that's they haven't Freakish. got the platform to be able to be successful like Salah has well, with the players around them. To the point, you know, I just as a side, a side, a side, but we've just seen Scott Hall and wrestlers just passed away and there's a great thing in the wrestling business where Scott Hall and Kevin Nash move into WCW on ridiculous contracts and then get an increasingly ridiculous contract. It's all part and parcel that leads to the downfall of WCW because you're getting people contracted for more, more money for the same or less work can foster a negative atmosphere in your whole company and amongst the people being paid that. And I look at those other players being paid ridiculous wages at those clubs and go, 
they're outliers for me. Yeah. You know, you should if you want to play for a football club and you want to be successful as a, an individual footballer, there's only so many football clubs who are going to deliver that success can in, I, the, in I, the first can place. Can I just give a bit of a, a side, a, 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 a viewpoint that probably most people won't have thought about, right? Liverpool, I think, over the last four, five years or whatever, four or five years, have increased their wage budget time and time massively. again. Massively. Massively, right? What I don't think people have realised is actually we've increased the amount of players that we're paying good money to. Mm -hmm. So four years ago, we had 13 players that were probably on good money, maybe nine. <laughs> I don't know. Now we're actually at the point where we've got 25 lads who will all be on good wages. And it's actually those extra 10 players earning good money that has meant that we're in sat here going for four competitions at the end of the season. And had we done, let's say, had we turned Salah up to 500 grand a week two years ago, you might not get those 10 players yep. through the door that get you in a position to have that success. And, and moreover, it's actually, it's the contract renegotiations for a bunch of lads who aren't your best players, but they, they contribute to having a squad. So it's 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 making you, for, it's, it's putting Dejan Lovren on 100 grand a week because and having your fourth choice centre-half be on 100 grand a week because it, he's in, he's integrated, he knows it, it's part of the squad harmony and all those kind of things. As opposed to putting all of your money into one or two stars, and then because again, Barcelona just just look at Barcelona. They they for me that's exactly what happens to Liverpool if we're not careful. I because to the point, like if they'd managed to be if they'd managed to sort Messi out, it would have been Messi and no one else you'd ever heard of. And as it is, they got rid of Messi, and it's a bunch of. Second tier footballers now playing at that football club across the board because that's the best they've been able to do as a result. Man United are making it hard because they're clinging on for dear life in in this in this world. And PSG and Man City are fucking ruining it for everyone else because they don't give a shit and they'll just find a new sponsorship from somewhere else within the their, their company structure. No, honestly, like you know, it's uh, the flip side is right. I don't think like, I don't think you ask most artists like a discount at Liverpool. I think you just pay them. Does it worth what he's worth? Like I, I, I saw that list. So Ronaldo was on half. A, what, what, yeah, like fucking that should be the outlier. But if if, if he's coming saying you know what I want to be paid the same as Kevin De Bruyne and all the other top players in the league, I think that's fair for him to ask for that. It's it's relative. Listen, I understand it's relative. Most Alec could live on a hundred grand. We can be absolutely fine for his life. Yeah. But there's a there's a there's a there's a way this works. I think the problem with Sorry Steve is that though, it, and this is where Liverpool have to be careful. And 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 also there's a degree to which the longer you leave this, the less it's costing you because you don't want to pay him an extra three months mm -hmm. of of double wages for the sake of it. But there's two things. You need to make sure that you can afford to keep your top stars down the line, the next in line, and know that they're not going to be have their heads turned elsewhere. But equally, if you if you open that door, it's, you can't put that back. You can't put that back in. No. So you pay Salah twice as much money as Virgil Van Dijk. Say, say, He's probably got a joint highest wage earner clause. I don't think he has, but he might do. But you know, but but it, but to the point, what are you doing to Trent? Down, you know, Trent's not far behind in terms of being as equally important for Liverpool and and all the and all these things. And then all of a sudden, you're on, you're in a world where you've got four or five players who are all on four hundred grand a week. But we've just done that. It's it's relative with the numbers, but Liverpool have just done that. That's exactly what they've done. They just, but they've gone, they've gone again. They will have to go there because well, they know, but they don't have to okay, go there. They don't, they don't have to go there. But then you cannot. Have the best players at your. You can't have the best player in the world playing for you if you're not going to yeah, pay them the exactly, best. So exactly. There's a balance. That's exactly. The thing, and that, and that, but that's what I mean. That's the decision point. And it's hard. And they need to decide whether 
it's worth having a, a burn for a few years of staying on top. But what does that look like in three or four years' time when your wage bill has quadrupled in that time it's, and you've got a bunch of the, these biggest places? How do you, how do you refresh that? And have, can is that self-sustainable? I'll tell you what, there'll be a lot of people in the commercial side of the business hoping that they get the deal done for seller. Mm-hmm. Because your commercial side of the business will be much better for having Mo Salah in your side. Yep. It's will all win. hand in hand. This yeah. is the thing. It's all interlinked. It's why it's so complicated. Because you lose Salah, and all of a sudden you might not be able to charge as much for your arm sponsorship because he's just so big and so well known all around the world. And you might not have an official partner for water in fucking uh, Egypt uh, or whatever. Because that's what this is what Salah is able to do for you. Yeah. And you know what? Like, he is the lovable fella on the pitch, like most out of the businessman. I've heard little stories. Obviously, I'm not going to speak about. Like the, the issue we had with Egypt and the FA, we weren't going to play for them because he wants because the image rights thing and they had them on a plane and stuff. Like most Salah and his people know most Salah's worth. Yeah. They are not idiots. Yeah. So it's a, it is nuanced. And that's the thing. I I th- my my stance is I want most Salah to be a Liverpool player, but I don't know what he's asking for. So if, if he's if he's asking for. 700 grand a week. I'm, that's just a figure. He's probably not, but no, if, then, you, then you go, ah, fuck off. If he's asking for 200 grand a week, you, you, if Liverpool are offering 200 grand a week, then you go to Liverpool, you're playing games there. We, until you know the numbers, it's hard to have a big opinion, but I'm with, I'm with Chris, I think it gets done because there are actually not that many other places he can go anyway. Yeah. It's, it's Paris is the one because they're going to lose Mbappe and they need someone, but then... If he wants to go to, we're never going to be able to match what Paris pay. Exactly, so, exactly. So it's, it's irrelevant it's a then. So then it's a money game. thing. That's the dangerous game. And that's where what PSG, Chelsea Chelsea started this. PSG have taken it on. Man City have taken it on. And Man City, I mean, the, the mask slipped by paying 100 million for Grealish, but they've been sneakily doing this with wages. And Man United have been, Man United and Barcelona have been trying to keep up with the Joneses and look at the state of both of those football clubs. That's my big concern on that is that we, and this is why you know you'd smart, level-headed business people looking at looking after these things and not fans who just want to chase the Pay next the high. No, I just want I just want to see Liverpool. I just want the best player to play at Liverpool. Which why should I with Liverpool yeah, yeah. fans? And of course, we want. It's about to being stay successful in, in ten years' time, and fifteen years' time, and twenty years' time. That's yeah. what the custodians of our club have, have got to think about at the moment. Yeah, yeah, my no, my general sure. consensus would be high wage, short-term contract. Would might get this boxed off. So you might just have him for three years, but on big... And then, at that three years' time, he's still Mo Salah, and he's still 32. And then if he wants to go and play for someone else and get even more dope sounds, Liverpool haven't boxed themselves into a corner there. Uh-huh. That's how I think it's going to play out, if and, I'm honest. And this is just all these other things. There's a bunch of these other things that Liverpool are planning. And there's, there's spreadsheets on spreadsheets, and there's probably a Tony Stark-style AI touchscreen somewhere with all these, these potential media possibilities. Because we've not even talked about Mane, we've not talked about Firmino, and there's like the what happens if, you know, there's the five unthinkable options, and what 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 does that all trigger? You know, there's a flowchart. Have you signed Salah down to a new contract? Is it over X? What does that leave you left in the budget when you can only afford to sign up this, 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 and this? It's really interesting what it means for the rest of Liverpool's squad as much as just Mohamed Salah. Can I ask a question? Do you trust Liverpool if they were to sell Salah for 150 to 200 million in the summer to invest it wisely and us to come out better? 100%. Not better, but I think he'd get a good player who could become the next Mo Salah, but he won't be, he won't be the most because you can't, you can't buy the best Just player an interesting sort I of think I would, piece, tr- isn't it? I would trust I think I do too. I would trust the transfer. I, I trust him to have the targets who are right. It won't, be Mo, it won't be Mo Salah and he won't be as good as Mo Salah, but the Liverpool will be thing, sound. The only thing that it opens up to, and we've never really seen Liverpool do this, is... And most, well, actually, sorry, we sort of have, is that it might be the first time Liverpool go out and just buy someone fucking amazing. 
you know, and, and and again, this is all these whose other name you know. Well, no, exactly, exactly. But <laughs> it's like, name what everyone genuinely, whose name my mum knows. Genuinely, <laughs> what, is, genuinely what, what is Mbappe thinking? Like, you know what I mean? And I don't think Liverpool will sign Kylian Mbappe, by the way. But you know, there's that that point where you've got that kind of dough, and you are you can just go and get the ne- one of the next best players in the world, as opposed to let's go and get another Jota or let's go and get another Diaz. I mean, look, the point is, which, which would probably make everyone's heads fall off, we just might not buy anyone. Or that money might go somewhere else. No, but because because Liverpool own, you know, if you tied Firmino down and Mane down and you've got Jota and Diaz, they, 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 they probably argue that you've still got three to four might go and spend it on the midfield. Yeah, exactly, I, I, exactly. But look, look for, another, for another day, we'll have to see how this carries on. But yeah. Too much. Um, just quickly, Klopp's press conference is live uh, as we're doing this. Uh, Paul Ghost has, has put a, a quote out here on the on the Salah. I'll clap on Salah's agent. So Klopp was reacting to him, but I, like, I'm not on Twitter. Uh, another good reason for that. Uh, you got me in the trap that I cre- and I created headlines. All fine. <laughs> I don't know about any kind of reaction, but I'm not concerned. It is how it should be. The decisive parties are in contact. And like, to the point on this, he did go, fall into the trap, by the way. He did, he did. And and, and, we, and this is exactly what we said on Redman Reacts. Okay, and again, please go and check that chart on, on Plus because the extra stuff to what we've discussed here. But 95% of what Klopp says is exactly the same as what he said whenever he's been asked about it. It's like, it's all fine, the people are negotiating, people are happen. But he said the the club have done all they, all they can do. And I don't know if he truly meant that or that was a slip of the tongue or whatever. But the point is... He, he said too much or he misspoke and that's what's created the headlines because there was nothing headline making in whatever what no. he then followed up with he just said that's cool everything's fine don't worry about it but you read things in text and then all the things that follow and then the agents and then Fabrizio Romano down the line it's just created a bit more of a shit show than it needed it to did. be and that's that's why managers don't tell us anything yeah, yeah. that's why press conferences can be you know, yeah. the good for injury news and the good for team news and stuff like that but in terms of like long term, like why don't tell you nothing mm-hmm. because this what happens it gets spun it becomes a bigger issue and Jürgen fell into the trap. Fair play to whoever asked them the question in terms of doing their job. They've done exactly what they wanted to do. They got a headline. They got they got newspaper sales. They got clicks. Whatever they got, they needed it. And it's fair play. That's their job yeah. in, 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 that, in that business. Yep. He did. From now, he's going to be very very guarded when asked about it. And that's what he's, he's, he's episode one there was. Yeah. The, re- the, re- the fire hose there. The re- relative people are talking. Crack on with it. Next question, Absolutely. please. Right, we've got a bunch of super chats, then we're going to have a very short break. Uh, well, I say break, we've got a little bit from uh, Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV ahead of the Arsenal game, and then we'll be back uh, chatting about that game. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that Riri guy says, I don't know what got rattled more. The Palace post on my wife after the final whistle up the wow. Reds. Very excited man there. Hopefully she enjoyed right. herself. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my, oh, oh, my right hand and couch cushion. Uh, Rob uh, Levengolski uh, win on Wednesday I think a draw at City will do uh, Trig Josh back again Chris looking at the seating arrangement your thumb has grown immensely since it made its camera debut <laughs> top draw ventriloquism too yeah check out the start 11 prediction show was it, oh, it was the um, player, ratings. player ratings show after player the last ratings. game I'm so sorry so he's already he was telling us on Sunday he's already planning his revenge 
Jack Richardson, the City result was a nice, early, nerve-wracking birthday present. I'm 29 today, so hoping for a nice 3-0 win tomorrow. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jack. Happy birthday. Uh, Rutu and two cars dropped in 99 cents. Thank you so much. And Mac Mains gave us 179. Thank you, Mac. Uh, Trick Josh again. Is Salah's shot goal ratio as good as these players that are on more than he is, though? For me, misses cost us too many goals because of Creed. Yeah, I know, Josh, and people do this, but also nobody scored more goals than Mo Salah, so... I, He's the best player on the planet. He's the best player on the planet, yeah. Um, Gareth Baird, uh, I'm positive about the Salah deal. We have until the end of next season to get it done. <laughs> no, we haven't. We absolutely have not. not. Really That's the interesting point. We need to, this will be another show. If they can't get it done this summer, what will they do? Yeah. It's the genie situation again. Yeah. But that's for another show. Yeah, it is for another show for another time. Um, Put right. it this way, if he's not signed the contract that we're in the FA Cup against Nottingham Forest next season at this stage, he's playing every minute of oh, every game. Absolutely. <laughs> we're genie in the shit out Running him into the ground, no doubt whatsoever. Be the rest of you, Mo. Ta-dang, jog yeah, on, lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 23s, get in there. Make him pay for oh, his oh, own by, shit. By the way, you're, you're walking towards Offred <laughs> for today's game, Mo. Yeah, definitely. Uh, right, yeah, sounds. Um, yeah, we have got uh, a couple of things to follow. We're going to be talking about the Arsenal game and talking about these tags to follow. Uh, but yes, before then, uh, we've got a wonderful piece of content coming up on Redman Plus. And I also spoke to Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV to get his preview ahead of the game. Here's a little look at them. Hey everyone, mate here. If you're enjoying this podcast, then do go and check out Redmen Plus, our Liverpool streaming service, giving you tons of extra podcasts each and every month. There's Jano Insight, there's the Around the League show, the debate show, the opposition preview, and interviews with Liverpool legends past and present as well. Tons of content to keep you occupied, keep you busy, thrilled, entertained, and go deeper on Liverpool FC culture. Head to theredmentv.com. Sign up and join us on Redmen Plus. Rob, if you don't mind, just just tell me about the whole Aubameyang thing because I mean, this is guys. He's currently still the third top goal scorer uh, for Arsenal this season. On the outside looking in, looks a still looks a hell of a player. He's obviously started bagging for Barca now. What? Why is he not an Arsenal player anymore? And and now that he's not, how do you think that's sort of affecting how Arsenal are this season? Well, it hasn't affected us. It, um, it's actually, you have to say, it's it, we've improved since he's gone. Um, which is a weird thing to say because I've got nothing but love for Aubameyang. In, in the time that he was here, he was brilliant for us. He carried us for a couple of seasons. Something obviously went wrong between him and the manager. Um, and I think it's worked out brilliantly for both sides now because he's gone and we're playing better. We look more cohesive. And, you know, there's no noise about Aubameyang and what's going on behind the scene. And he's gone over to Barcelona and he's been brilliant. I think he's scored five goals already. Uh, he, he scored again at the weekend. You know, he's on fire there. He's moved to Barcelona, obviously a huge club. So I, how I look at, listen, is what happens, the full details has not come out. Both of them, him and Arteta, have been quite respectful to each other and said, listen, kind of it is what it is kind of thing. And I think the fans still respect Aubameyang, but he's moved on and we're doing, I think, I just think that the team now is more cohesive and we're not sort of suffering from that whole noise around the fact that, you know, what's, why is our best player not playing? Why do you know? And I, and I think <laughs> it's a good job that we're playing well because had we be playing badly and then he'd gone over to Barcelona and he's banging in the goals, he's scoring so many goals week in, week out. 
Mikel Arteta would have been under a lot of pressure and a lot of scrutiny as to why you let, you know, a guy who always scores goals go. But he didn't have a good season last year. There was definitely something up this season. We don't know what it is. Good luck to him. But listen, it hasn't affected us in any way. We're playing better without him. That's the truth. Hey, welcome back. Yeah, you can check out the uh, crew documentary is coming uh, International Week uh, and Robbie is oppo preview with myself is streaming right now on Redmen Plus. Really good stuff. Um, and obviously the Aubameyang stuff. I was just quite interested to get his take on just where Arsenal are at and where, they, where they've come in a lot of this, this sort of strategising that's gone on with that club to turn them around because, yeah, it feels very much like... I, when I look at... We mentioned clubs that are in a mess and I, I, we talked like, a couple of weeks ago about like how West Ham have just capitalised on being quite stable. But if... Uh, if if, if Arsenal and Man United ever get their act together, then West Ham will have no chance, and it just looks like Arsenal have, have kind of done that. So, yeah, good good chat on that. Uh, just some breaking news uh, comments as well we're doing the podcast uh, from Klopp's press conference, which will be available on our YouTube channel and on podcasting uh, services, easy, um, shortly after uh, after we finish live here. The latest is Canate is available, Milner and Costas are out, and Mo Salah, uh, according to the Liverpool uh, website, and Klopp's saying this, asking if he'd be available. Klopp said, looks like. Uh, Mo's a tough cookie, and he was only a little bit cut. We were quite lucky with it. It was swollen, painful. Yesterday, a little less swollen, less painful. Now I get the message before the press conference that Mo's ready to train, and we'll see how that looks. Um, so, yeah, potentially Mo Salad available. Huge. Yeah, huge. Absolutely huge. If he's, even if you can only get him on the bench, that's it's just so... It's, again, aforementioned conversation, best player on the planet. Nice to have him. Um, Great, and great, that's what I say, it's going to look like it could have been, when Mo misses training, you'd always think, ah, because he's never injured. So, mm-hmm. thankfully, it was just an impact thing, yeah, that, that's mad. that's a game changer. I didn't put him in the starting 11 prediction, obviously, because I thought he might have been out. He just slots straight back in and you go, so if it's just a cut, that's, that's good. sound. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually more interested in Costas and Milner, because if they're not okay for Sunday, that is impactful. Mm-hmm. I've got, yeah, they're I, both I put, starting Sunday in my head. Yeah. yeah, I put Gomez on the bench for this game, because he's effectively your left and right-back cover now. Yeah. But yeah, what it means is that your, your team against Forrest, He'd either go really young or strong, and I tend to think he would go strong rather than young. I think it might just mean that Robbo and Trent go again, yeah. both of them, or one of them and go which, which is, and I was saying this yesterday up in the office. It's like that's the game that they've got off yeah. now between now and the end of the season. Yeah. There ain't any more, so you kind of need them. So it's it's so unfortunate, isn't it, that you're left back and you're right back, the two places that we really need to go again. It depends where the Gareth Southgate's still a moron and doesn't like Trent. That's the thing. Or you, oh, you get on the blow, you get on the blower to the, and say, listen, are you going to start Trent in the first one? Can you do even not start Trent in the first one? Fingers crossed, they're both ill at the moment, so there's a, there's a chance. We don't quite know the, the full ins and outs of that if it's COVID or whatever. But fingers five crossed, days anyway now, is it? So there's a chance anyway. If yeah, but they've, got, they've still got a train and stuff. You don't know, depends how sick they are, doesn't it? But yeah, I I, I think it, it impacts the Forest game a lot. I think it's yeah. It, they were both that in that you, game, hundred percent. It's one of those situations where I think you can get away with Connor Bradley. But I don't think you get away with Owen Beck and Connor yeah. Bradley. So you maybe ask one of them to go again, or you do something well. So you, well, you maybe put Beck, but you play Gomez at right back, and then ask you're asking one of Van Dijk or, or Matip to go again at, at centre half or something mad. But who knows? You know, Jurgen Klopp is going to. Milner's a big miss for this week. Because yeah. if Liverpool, if, if you think it's going to be a close game against Arsenal, um, he likes to have Milner on the pitch to end close games. Yeah, it, it is going to be like a tough a, last six without him. He's, he's uh, he loves that. Like, come on, slow the game down, boot a few people. Yeah. I think it's a. I think that's. I think it's significant. Costas wouldn't play anyway. He's there. Obviously, that becomes an issue if, if Robertson happens. Robertson, but 
I think Klopp will be gutted that maybe he hasn't got Milner for that one. I think he like he, he Milner's like his, his, his comfort blanket. Yeah. Just I've got five minutes. I need someone to just I need to waste half a minute, and then I need someone to just foul people for five minutes and kill this game off. You might find that this is one of them where Gomez comes on for the last five or so, something at right back in this. If Chamberlain's that, if in the absence. It's Chamberlain, of that. it maybe Chamberlain's now. You're you're no, it's, it's not to bring. You're not bringing Alex Oxley Chamberlain to show. We, we used to bring Matip on a lot, didn't we? As, as the five. fifth. Centre back, or as a yeah. third centre back, like so. My, yeah, I yeah. can see Gomez doing that. I think if he wants to, he's, if you look at your bench, he's your experienced midfield pro, isn't he? Again, it depends who he starts. My guess is Thiago starts, and he, he, he's not going to last the game. So if you bring Naby on, then with five to go, you're looking at Hendo and Fab, you go, you can't really take those two off. It does, I think it does, I think it's significant. I think, I, I think the Milner five minutes sub is something Klopp loves to have, yeah, and he just hasn't got it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, well, fingers crossed uh, that it works out for the best. For the Mighty Reds, we'll know more a little bit later on in the week. Uh, and as mentioned, yeah, if you want to check out that Klopp press conference, uh, that'll be available on our YouTube channel. And if you get us on Spotify or iTunes or any other slightly mispronounced yeah, iHeartRadio uh, app. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever that is. <laughs> have you ever um, looked at that? You must get it on all the NFL podcasts. It's like Spotify, Apple, and the iHeartRadio app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't know if it's a thing we might we, we're probably not on there probably uh, but yeah, we'll just give them course, a free plug anyway nice one lads all, all, all of that. our Redmen Plus content is available in podcast form in your native podcast yeah, not available on the well. iHeartRadio <laughs> maybe or maybe not who knows let us know um, right sounds um, <laughs> like, what is this iHeartRadio you have heard it haven't you it's not just it's, it's American I've video. just heard it five times in the last 30 seconds <laughs> sounds great um, the, um, right so we promised any other business uh, to, we have run out of time we need to shoot we haven't even talked about the Arsenal game yeah yeah. Uh, when? Yeah. Just then. Um, that was it? The, yeah. Well, I was talking about the iHeartRadio app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My stag, do I? Yeah. So, yeah, it was Steve Stag at the weekend. We all survived. Roll the pictures, Sight. With the lovely montage music, please. The, 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 the game <laughs> plan to give Feed Steve shots. What was the end game, Chris? Because you, you started this. Started this. Like pretty much exactly what happened, actually. <laughs> yeah. Steve, Steve, it turns out, is a very good drunk. You would not know until Steve he's not. until, like, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it was like you're a very good boxer until you'd been knocked until you'd been knocked out. Uh, yeah, he took, he rolled with the punches spectacularly. You'd have never known. I said if you dropped in halfway through, which realistically was only about midday. Um, <laughs> he dropped in midway through the drinking session, half eleven. <laughs> um, you would never have known how much they consumed by that point. He held, he holds it together really well. Um, but there was a obviously oh, drink responsibly point. unless it's your stag do, in which case do what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Steve went from being upright and happy and jolly to I need a seat to posing for pictures, sat down to being asleep on the chair to being sick on the floor to being on the floor um, to being carried to a bin uh, and then carried to the coach eventually uh, and, and a paramedic coming to check on me yeah. several and what did your dad have to sign? I thought I had a non-treatment clause basically say he's fine don't leave him alone <laughs> And to be fair, he was right. I was, I'm absolutely fine. I'm pretty certain someone turned up with a defibrillator on the back. Yeah, she did. Yeah, point. that did happen. Um, <laughs> basically, what like the, the, the what my issue, I think what I need to do next time is pretend to be drunk and I am because I think yeah. I think everyone took it as a challenge to yeah. get Steve drunk. But unfortunately, what that challenge became was let's alcohol poison Steve. <laughs> so it was he's fine, he's fine, he's fine. Oh, he's unconscious. <laughs> That's how the day went. Yeah. And you can pretty much go by hour. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's unconscious. <laughs> hour four. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. It started at nine, nine thirty. Yeah. In the pub for breakfast and beers, we drove the coast, coast of Wales with alcohol on it. Obviously, stop at a pub, 
more that's where the shot started thanks to the fact Chris you started that trend and then every time I got a drink it was a different shot you had six I reckon Jaegers in about 15 minutes in the pub yes which, which is fine I can do that and that, that was the point is that I, you was, were you going to say I can do that all day long Jaegers yeah Oh, I, I beg to differ. Okay, I reckon yeah. you can do that for about two and a half. Hours. Oh yeah, oh, listen. I, I will uh, again. My blood will be going alcohol. I will collapse. But then it was later on when like people just have that, and it was like Jack Daniel. Have that, and it was a shot of Bailey's. Someone got me the shot of Bailey's. Errol poured. Was it you? Yeah. Errol, I think poured vodka in my beer and didn't tell me until I drank it. I think that happened. No, someone. Well, someone did that in front of your face, and I, then you you said. If I down this, will everyone stop buying me shots? And did anyone agree to that? Uh, yes, and, and then, then Chris, Chris come and got your Baileys and poured it in your face while you well, were. Well, no, what, what was happening? My my thought process was because I don't I don't know if I remembered you buying a Baileys, but I was thinking I'm going to curdle his stomach. This is how I get him, right? Because oh yeah, it did. <laughs> when I came back, there was this scene in front of me, and you were there. It was the dentist chair the dentist style. You're on ninety six, and I was like. Oh, I've got an opportunity here. His mouth's open, and he's got his <laughs> So I just pulled whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. into your mouth at the same time. Thank God for that. And then it frothed everywhere. And then, and then it was about five minutes later when you went unconscious. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I, I had a good day. And if, if, if anyone watched the show yesterday, I think I'd held, I held it together I did, quite I did. well. Stay, if you um, want to see a man on the edge, do watch the Starting Eleven prediction show for us. I was tired. Did that then. very, very well. But indeed. yeah, that was a. I say the, the stag do up till I remember, which was about tea time. I remember getting home and getting carried up the stairs by my missus, and the kids were still awake in the living room. That's how bad it was because I went, I went, I went to just, my instinct was to go and walk into the living room and jump on the couch and sleep because I don't want to disturb the kids. And it was like, oh no, stay, it's like 7.40. <laughs> okay, straight to bed then. But then I had an amazing sleep because I'd been asleep from like five o'clock and I slept till like six o'clock. That's the most I've slept in like ever. Yeah. What kids? That never happens. Yeah, you, you, were, you were quite quietly, sprightly. Um, I was fine. I woke up at four for like a, a piss and like a bit of water and I was like, why aren't I hungover? This is amazing. Got myself back to sleep very contently. Woke up normal times. Like, I'm fine. This is amazing. I was, I was, yeah, this is brilliant. So I think you knocked me unconscious, done me a favour in the end. But it was, yeah, drink well, responsibly. Well, you just got away. I was a bit annoyed, really, because... Please drink responsibly. You, like, Please do. Didn't get you, I didn't get you to get dressed up in. Because so it was I, banned, I had that point yeah. and I was like, it's about half eleven. I'm like, well, this has got to change. He's having it far too smooth here. Hence the shots. I like how my dad said, "Right, guys, do us a favour, stop buying these shots." And He's then, my, and then, and then he came in there. And then, four seconds later, my future father-in-law came with a shot. It was like a dad off. It was like dad, like a dad bit, and, yeah. and, and the shot won. Well, because <laughs> it, 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 it was the people who who love you and the people who really got an issue with you kind of born out. There was two camps on the day, so you had like Chris is Chris is throwing shots in you while you're lying back, and then Tom's the one with rubbing your back and wiping sick off you. Um, so there was a real there was a real division. Like I and all your mates who've been so pissed off that you don't get cataclysmically drunk or trying to ruin you and then you've got yeah your father-in-law who clearly is really annoyed that you've, you've, take, you've taken his daughter and then you've got your dad <laughs> on opposing sides of it it was a bit like Civil War Captain America and you were in the middle and it was half See, of those ones seen that is far too long yeah, can, we, yeah, can, yeah. We, can we reverse back to the start the starting point there? my boss was the one trying to get me drunk and my the guy who I look after Tom who, what's that called employee yeah was the one trying to help me? You'd think that would be the way around. But it's you? the but it also but between me and Chris, Chris, who just loves people being being in a state, 
and me, I don't, I don't, I don't. So there was a night, there was a, just again, there was just a straight to is if you enjoy watching people get cataclysmically drunk or if you don't. And the people who didn't were like a bit. The people oh, who did one. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By an absolute mile. Uh, right, Sad. Um, just let's last before we go, because you got a statue today. I, I do have a statue today, two o'clock. We'll come back at the Brighton game. Um, we're not doing that live. That'll be up later on the, on the show and stuff. It was interesting, actually, what I did slightly differently this time is I took what our average 11 positions were against Brighton and I actually compared that to our average 11 positions for the season so far, which is something I've never really done before. And actually, I found a few little things there that I think Liverpool have changed just to come up against Brighton, which I think is quite interesting. Interesting stuff. Yeah, check that out. Uh, the stature with Chris Pajak on Redman Plus. Uh, we had one more super chat before we go. Add 2020. says, uh, get the quadruple and Bappe will be here for 200k a week. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure. I, I, we all live in hope, don't we? Uh, right, Sam, that is the podcast for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're live, you're amazing. If you listen after the fact, you're amazing as well. But you can check us out live Tuesday mornings on uh, YouTube at 10.30am. Uh, uh, and yeah, if you want more from us, do come over. Consider joining up to our Liverpool subscribing service. Uh, streaming service. <laughs> Sub streaming service. Subscribing service. Subscription service. And yeah, don't forget to uh, download the Who Knows Wins app as well oh Scott Hawks blimey from out of nowhere late super chat with a throwing a haymaker in of a super chat $50 yeah, Scott thanks. Jesus um Glad to see Stee survive the celebratory poisoning. Hopefully we'll all be in a state uh, at the end of this season. Yes, yes, very much indeed. Appreciate um, you, Scott. Yeah, you guys are wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week, and we'll see you all soon. Bye.